Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Podcast, Season 8. Yes, Season 8. Season 8. I am Matt. Here with me is Courtney. I'm here. And when we combine, we are known <laughs> as, okay, we are known as Matney. Yes. You know, like Voltron. Sorry, I need a cough button. You know you can get those on podcasts, seasons. cough button. Okay. Uh, hay fever season. All right, so with that out of the way. <laughs> if I sneeze, I apologise in advance. Off to a great start. <laughs> it's only downhill from here. So we're here to talk about the basics of weight loss and why they matter. Easy, right? <laughs> what an easy topic. You know, well, for us it kind of is. Yeah. But for you listening, it may be a bit more of a challenge than you'd expect just because of what's not involved in the basics Mm. of this. Which is a lot. (laughs) Indeed, which we will get to. So we want to spend some time with this episode and the next two episodes. Yes, this is going to be a three-part discussion. Yes. We thought we won't overload your brains Trying to squeeze it all into one episode. Or brain. Or brain, yes. Yeah, Ideally, brain. Sorry. So one of, the, one of the things that we see a lot with people like you and people like us, especially when we're first, we've decided to make a change or we're deciding to get back on the wagon, as the phrase goes, One of my favourite analogies relates to building a house. Courtney's giggling because she knows what's coming. So you build a house. We all know where it should start, right? It should start with the foundations. Unfortunately, in the realm of weight loss, rather than establish the foundations, most of us go straight to, oh, well, what are the furnishings that are going in here? They worry about the little one percenters little nitty-gritty things before they even get any sort of competence established at just the basics. Okay, so what the hell are the basics? Well, we will get there. There's three. Sneak preview. Three-part podcast. Three basics. It's whoa. Yeah, spoiler. Whoa. So we should probably start, Courtney. We can agree one size does not fit all. Correct when it comes to effective weight loss, when it comes to programming, when it comes to coaching people, especially for us, like you, you can't have cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approaches because it's just not, it's no. not realistic. Absolutely not. However, the real basics of weight loss are actually universal They will just look a bit different from person to person. Yes. 
So as you're going to learn listening to to this and the next two episodes, these basics are universal. They may look different for you than they would for me or for Courtney or for the next person. Yes. Right, nothing wrong with that. So we should probably, Courtney, first start by, let's just put it out there, what what the basics don't involve, contrary to what a lot of people like us might think. Yes. So the basics do not involve calorie counting. No, no macros counting. How long have you and I known each other for now? Ten years. Righto. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How about a cup of fuck you? <laughs> a hot cup of fuck you. Anyway, longest 10 years of my life, but love you too. In the entire time you and I have known each other, how often, how many times have you been asked to count your calories? Never. I'm sorry, what's that? Never. I've yeah. never been asked to count my calories. I've been asked plenty of times if I do. Shall I ask you one more time? Do you count your calories? No. Have no. I ever asked you to? No. Mm, indeed. So the basics don't involve calorie counting. They're just not necessary. Can you can you lose weight by calorie counting? Yes. Absolutely. Can you lose weight by not calorie counting? Yes. Yes. Also yes. The basics don't revolve around bullshit like macros. Straight up. Right. They don't revolve around gimmicks or junk like, hmm, what is the ideal fasting window? Should I fast between 9 and 3 or 6 and 12 or just my brain is broken? None of that crap. Yes. Let's put all that to bed. Right? Not involved. So we can say, Courtney... Part of the reason why we're going to be doing some education here on the basics, what they are, how they work, is for you listening to to understand when you're looking to establish the basics, and these are universal regardless of how advanced you are, right? We ask our clients to establish these basics because first and foremost, you need to learn how to show up does not matter how advanced you or me or Courtney or any of our clients think we are if you don't know how to show up consistently. That is the overall point of the basics when it comes to this, just learning how to show up on a consistent basis and not stop slash not give up. Reasonable? Yes. So the basics we're going to be laying out in this episode and the following two episodes are the things that we lay out for every single client we work with, have worked with, will work with. Yes. Including who? Ourselves. Yes. We adhere to these basics. When you and I first met, Courtney, you started on these basics. Yes. They don't let you down. Can we agree, Courtney, that there should be no time frame 
on how long it takes to establish these basics and get real competence and consistency with them. Yeah, there's definitely no time frame. It's also not something that is reserved just for people starting out. These are things that we've spoken about on podcasts in the past and we speak all the time about, which is you're going to make mistakes. We've all made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Part of being human. I've spoken a lot in the past about how I will often get complacent and I lose consistency or I lose my way and I um, go backwards a bit. You know, I might gain a few kilos. I might let bad habits creep back into my life. I'm not immune to those things ever happening, and and I don't think they'll Who is? ever be out of my life. It's just something that I'm just going to have to juggle and be aware of the rest of my life. But these basics are what we always come back to, and that what we always say to clients and to anyone that we speak to is, if you lose your way, go back to the basics. I'm glad you said that because that is that is the advice we would give to someone if they've been working with us for a month or three years or four years. If they fall down, which is what happens when you're human, the first port of call, my friend, just go back to the basics. Back to the basics. We've done it. I've done it. When I've fallen down, I'll continue to do it, which is just – I literally tell myself, all right, we're going back to basics. Always go back to basics because they establish – the basics establish a bottom line of quality, mm-hmm. which to me means, well, you know what? My worst is a consistent quality level of execution of just the basics and not much more. Yes. And the, the exciting thing is when it comes to the basics of weight loss, if you get good at them, and I mean actually good – and consistent, and they are a sustainable thing, that will take you 95% of the way you want to go. Yes. Which is why we say things, and this is actually, this is the crux of why we say things like, well, you actually can do this without having to break your brain through the mental gymnastics of bullshit like calorie counting. Because if you get good at these basics, as you, as any of our clients will discover and will attest to, you don't need to worry about that shit. Mm. Yeah? Yes. Now, as as you said, Courtney, and if we both agreed, there's no there's no time frame on how long this should take. This will look different from person to person. One person might take a couple of months to pick these up and get pretty good at them. Great, well done. The next person might take a couple of years. Great, well done. Mm. As long as we are striving towards them. You are taking steps in the right direction. That's one of a number of reasons why we get our backs up, Courtney, at like short-term programs and bullshit like that because for some people, they just need a longer amount of time to develop these routines and these habits and, and consistency and confidence with them to make them stick. Yes. Now, I think we can agree these basics, you ain't learning these in 28 days. You'll know that you'll know the theory behind them. I mean, hey, you're about to know it in the next hour or so. Yeah. For this for part one at least. But in terms of integrating these into your life, that can take time. Mm. It took me a long time to get anywhere near decent at the fundamentals of this. Now teach it. Yeah. I agree. It took me a long time. What's wrong with that? Yeah. 
Nothing. No, because the thing is, as you're learning, you're still improving. Yeah. Slow progress happens to still be progress. Now, the thing is, it's common for people to think, well, okay, what, what about this or what about that? You start to look at the nitty-gritty behind things, the, you know, the finer details. For the most part, finer details don't mean shit until you've established real consistency yeah. with these basics that we're going to be outlining in these next few episodes. So the question you might be thinking to yourself is, well, okay, how do I know when I've really established a level of consistency with these things? We have an answer for you. When it feels normal to you. One of the phrases I use is when it feels like you're on autopilot. I'll give a personal example. I don't need to think anymore about, oh, I've got to go to the gym today. I do it unconsciously. I, it just it just happens. Yeah. It's it's not like when I, yes, it was different when I was younger, a lot different because I had no consistency. I, I'd go one time and then take a month off. Now I don't even think. I just do. Yeah, and that's why it takes a long time. You know, when we talk about time, and that's it's okay that it takes a long time because can you know how do I know when I'm consistent? Well. It's definitely not after you do it for a week or two weeks. Mm. It's when you do it, Matt's right, without even thinking, when it becomes normal. It's also when you do it in the weeks that are shit. You do it when shit hits the fan and you've done it anyway. You know what? That's a really good point. You could almost say you, you do it with no real resistance from yourself even when you don't feel like it. When, when things are up and when things are down and you do it anyway, you don't have to like it, but you've done it, that's when you know you're really truly hitting a consistency. That's well said. And I think you've done well. I think you said before when the shit hits the fan, you still get it done even when life throws curveballs at you. Yeah, for good and for bad because some people, you know, will do it the opposite way. When things are going really well, the complacency they tend to, to, their mind wanders. Whereas, you know, for me, it's always been the opposite. So for me, it has always been when shit hits the fan, my mind goes elsewhere. So that's a good also way to know if you're being, if you've truly hit a, a, a stage of consistency is. Well, you've done it under a variety of different circumstances. Yeah. Good and bad. And again, I really want to emphasize the fact that I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that you still have to like it. I don't like it. I still don't like it. I've been doing this for 10 years and I still don't like it. Don't like what? A lot of these things we're about to discuss, the basics. I don't like, I don't like, I've been pretty clear on my hatred for working out, especially cardio. Really? I don't like cardio. I don't like doing cardio. I will never like doing cardio, but it's part of consistency. You and I have been doing this podcast now for five and a bit years, and this is the first time you've ever said you don't like exercise. Well, geez. But, yes. You know, we could play a drinking game That with this podcast. Every time Courtney says she doesn't like exercise, take a drink. But it's a part of, it's a part of knowing that it's okay and it's not a part of consistency. I They're agree. Not, they don't come hand in hand is the point I'm trying to make. Uh, it it doesn't, doesn't rely on enjoyment. You don't have to wait till you like it 
to know you're being consistent. That be has nothing to do with it. Mm. It's just the point I want to make. Yeah, that's a good point. So I just want to point that out. Yep. You never have to like it, but looking at when it becomes normal, when you're doing it under stress or adversity, when you're doing it anyway, when things are going really well and you're flying high, these are the times when you're repeatedly doing this without thinking about it, that's really what we're saying in terms of when it just happens you're you're reaching a stage of consistency it just happens yep so you can you can probably say Courtney like you know there's a number of aspects around this that you don't particularly enjoy yeah do you enjoy what they've done for you in your life yeah of course that's what it, that's what it comes down to doesn't yeah, it absolutely I mean, and that's why I don't that's why there's no point harping on about it you know mm. and 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 I don't force myself either way I mean I digress slightly but just mentioning here i don't harp on either way i don't harp on the fact that i dislike it and i don't harp on the parts that i like if that makes sense so there's no point me sitting there bitching about what i don't like and trying to force myself to like it i don't care if i like it or not like it i suppose in a way it's kind of like how probably a a a subject for a different a different podcast how plenty of people will view having negative thoughts or negative emotions through this process as being something that needs to be avoided. Yeah. Kind of like how, oh, well, I only want to do things that I find fun when it yeah, comes to like weight you've loss. you've got to correct everything like, No, no like you that. don't. You don't have to correct it. You don't have to be happy all the time. You have to accept it and move on. Well, this is also why, you know, we're, I'll, I'll continue the digression here, but it's also why establishing your purpose and your reasons for change is so critical. Because if you've got those in place, it helps to overcome the parts of this process that you aren't going to enjoy. And that's going to be different from person to person. Absolutely. But I I would say there will always be things that you may find with this tedious. Yes. Monotonous. Yes. Sometimes some of this shit feels like a chore. Do you have a reason to do it anyway? So different, different podcasts, that's about, you know, yeah. Goal setting, but And there's anyway. definitely going to be some parts of that that you can change. So if there's a certain part of what you're aiming for, your goal, and the process doesn't suit you and you decide you don't like your goal anymore, absolutely you can change that. But I'm, we're talking about the basics here. These basics we're going to be discussing, these are, these are called the basics for a reason. And Matt gave the analogy of laying the foundation first for a reason. Mm. It's because it has to be there. Well, and, well, I mean, without it, the whole the whole thing falls apart. So these are the ones I'm talking about that even these three, there's parts of these three that I don't like. Absolutely. Same here. But because yeah. they're the fundamentals and they're the basics and they, they're the foundation, I've learned to just do them anyway and find enjoyment somewhere else. So whether it be part of the process, not the whole thing, whether it be the outcome, mm. whether it be something else, but I don't fight the fact that there's parts of these three basics that we're going to be going through that I dislike. Can we also just put out there why we have these three basics in place for ourselves and our clients? Very, very simple explanation. They fucking work. Yeah. Straight up. Let, let's be clear. Let's have a mission statement here. Just give me the shit that works. Yeah. I don't want to have to do any more than I need to. And this is something that we tell clients when they when they will start with us. 
One of our goals with our clients is to help them get the best possible result through the least amount of effort required to get it. Yes. It's not about doing more. It's about doing just enough of the stuff that works. And if that's all you need to get a result, carry on. Yeah. You win. Here's a trophy. Just the, just the shit that works, please. Just the shit that works. And it's why we only have three basics with ourselves and our clients, yet we work in an industry where more often than not we get in our, into our heads and it is the fault of people like us. Oh, I've, got to, I've got to fix all these things starting Monday. I've got 100 bad habits I need to fix and I've got to start fixing them all on Monday. No, you fucking don't. No, you might have to change three of them and get your goal. Well, here's the thing. Fucking beauty. Well, here's the thing as well, though. This is why these three basics are so effective because getting good at these three basics help you in other areas. They have flow-on effects yes. into other areas, as we will explain through the coming episodes of this little podcast of ours. Yes. So... Let's get in and let's start talking about the entire point of this particular episode, basic number one, yes. consistent training. Yes. A.K.A. consistent exercise, consistent movement, mm-hmm. also known as getting off the couch. Yes. So, okay, why? Why is consistent training one of our fundamental three basics? Well, How you train and what you do determines the type of weight that you lose and if and how your body shape improves. Not all training methods are created equally. Nope. Not all training methods will give the same outcome. Absolutely not. If you were to say to me, I've got two people, one of them is going to predominantly strength train and the other one is going to do lots and lots and lots of cardio. Who do you think, Matt, will have a better body shape six months from now? I already know the answer. It's the person doing the strength training. Yeah. I mean, the easiest, the easiest thing to do really to, to highlight this point is to look at athletes of different sport, sports and see the difference in their body shapes. Hmm. There's, is a clear difference between a marathon runner and a cyclist. Sprinter. Or, yeah, but even a cyclist. You know, you, you've got someone who both people are, are, are training for high-endurance sports, but they're very different and their body shapes, if you look at them side by side, are very different. So that's why it, it's easy to ex- to look at that to really highlight this fact. I like the sprinter and the marathon runner. Uh, analogy because they're they both run how they run is different how they train for those events are different but regardless how you train determines the type of weight or the amount yeah the type of weight you lose and how your body shape improves yes okay consistent training is also one of our basics because well training and movement is the stimulus for physical change yes like that's it's it that's what starts to trigger certain events and processes in your body that stimulates the change that we're looking for. So, hey, we should probably be doing this. Generally speaking, and I do emphasize the word generally, 
because Courtney's here and she fucking hates this. But generally, exercise for most people is the easiest place to start. And I do agree with that. It was for me too. It's where I started. I didn't even look at what I was eating until I structured my exercise plan. Yeah. It's, yeah, more from than not. We're not going to, again, as we said earlier in the episode, like one size does not fit all. But, like, you know, I'm now at 12 years of experience doing this. You've been doing this for a long time yourself now, Courtney. For the most, for most people, this is the easiest place to start. Yes. Okay, we can agree on that. Because you ask most people what do they need to do to lose weight, the first thing that comes out of their mouths is exercise or exercise more. Yes. We'll start there. Okay. So generally speaking, it's normally the easiest place to start. But on top of that, you've got like known proven connections between regular exercise and improved mental health. Yes. Now – I'll speak personally here. If you ask me, mental health is physical health and physical health health is mental health. They go hand in hand. They're the same thing. They're on the same, they're the same like two branches of the same tree. Absolutely. One will help the other and vice versa. I can speak to that personally. Yes. What exercise has done and what training has done for my mental health, like in my personal opinion with, with me, lifesaver. Yes. I have, I have an outlet a healthy, positive outlet where, for me, if I were to get angry or feel negative or whatever, I can go and take it out on some poor, unsuspecting barbell or dumbbell and they never see it coming. Yeah. That's wonderful. So great for mental health. Also, another reason why, it's one of our basics, it's a relatively simple way to build confidence. What's the best way to build confidence? Action, mm-hmm. doing something, taking action upon a decision to change. So, hey, you've made a decision to change, great. Let's get you taking action on that. Let's get you in the gym, get you moving around a bit. You feel a bit better because like, hey, I'm getting some wins up now. Yeah. I'm doing something. I'm not just sitting here thinking about it or wishing it or dreaming about it. I'm doing it. Yes. Fair? Yes. Now, when it comes to consistent training, the cornerstone of consistent training, Courtney, is what? Weight training. Strength training. Whichever you want to say. It's all the same. Structured, progressive strength training. So when we look to establish this basic of training with ourselves and our clients, the first thing we do is look at, okay, What's the strength program they're going to be performing? But then there's some accessories to that, isn't there? Yeah. So the accessories would be then cardio um, and then other forms of low-intense activity. Well, when you say cardio, you mean intense. Intense cardio, yes. So you're talking about getting your heart rate up pretty high. Get the sweat happening. Get the sweat happening. Puffy and puffy. And then you've got the lower end of cardio, which is your lower-intense cardio. So things like walking – Hiking. General movement, we General call it. General movement. Yeah. Yep. Gardening. Yeah. So they're the accessories to the cornerstone. They all play a role. Now, the thing is, the reason why we also say and we use the strength training as the cornerstone is because that is universal. That is applied to everyone. Every single person that comes to us to say, hey, Matney, you like that one? Mm. Hey, Matney. I would like 
you find folks to help me achieve A, B, and C, which tends to revolve around losing weight, getting improving body shape and health and whatnot. Okay, cool. No matter who it is, we're going to start with strength training. Cornerstone. We have the cardio as accessories because that can be different from person to person. Mm. But everyone's doing the strength training, non-negotiable. Yeah? Yep. Now, how do we build this basic? Let's move on. So what we've done, Courtney, because she's so well organized, mm-hmm. has created a nice, easy little process for us to follow here. Three parts to build a basic. Create, execute, assess. So, Courtney, how do we create the basic of consistent training? Well, it starts with establishing the training program or plan. So you want to establish something that you can um, follow. Follow. Thank you. I'm just trying to think of my words. Look, it's been a big day. I understand. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You look good. Oh, thanks. Um, So you're basically establishing your exercise plan, but you're establishing it in a way that not only are you establishing a plan of what you're going to do on those days for that training session, but when is it going to fall in your week? So there's sort of twofold to it. So what what strength training am I doing? What exercises am I doing? Maybe what accessories I'm doing? Maybe you could keep it simple and just go, when it comes to establishing a a, a training plan, what am I going to do and when? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Just a really long way of saying it. It's all right. This is why we're a team. What am I going to do and when? Even, especially if you're building this by yourself, you don't even need to get too caught up in, oh, how do I, how do I structure this? Just look, this is part of what we talk about with learning to show up. What are you going to do and when? So in any given week, what are you going to do and what days are you going to do it and how is it going to fall in around work, life responsibilities, kids, social life, whatever? Yeah. What are you going to do and when? Yeah, because remember, we're not just winging it with the Instagram workout of the day. Yes, indeed. So that is how it is when it comes to creating the basic. What am I going to do and when? Okay, how do I execute the basic, Courtney? We're going to build the routine around the plan that you've just created. Best way to build the routine? Do it and see what happens. Just do it. But I think it's really important, again, to remember the word consistency. So we're not changing things willy-nilly here. Mm. We've created a plan. We're implementing the plan. Perfect word, implement. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no, I saw this on Instagram, so I'm going to try it today. Was it on your plan? So really remember here the word consistency. Do we do we bring out one of my favorite sayings here, pick and stick? Yeah. yeah. Pick and stick. Yeah. So we've created the plan. We are now building a routine around the plan. Around implementing the plan. Yes. So I'm now going to to roll this plan out and just try it on for size. Put it into action. Yep. Don't stand there thinking, will it work, won't it work? I'm not sure. Maybe I'll change this. What if I've got it wrong? Create the plan and put it into action. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't really make it more simple than that. No. Nah. Okay. 
How do we assess this? Assessing the plan or assessing the, sorry, the, the routine, the routine um, really comes down to asking a couple of questions. One of them being, one of the biggest ones being, is this sustainable? That, in my opinion, that's the biggest one. So is what I'm doing working? Is it sustainable? No. So it's not working. When I say, is it working? It's not, have I lost weight? Mm. Um, how much muscle have I built? You know, in this time frame, no. When I say, is it working? Are you doing it? Are you able to stick to the plan? Are you able to get the training in? Is it happening on the days that you planned to do it? Is it not? Um, these are the sort of things that are coming up when I'm saying, is the routine sustainable? Well, that's what it's got to be. I mean, the golden rule when it comes to a, an effective training program that can be rolled out consistently is this. The best program is the one you can stick to, mm. which is an answer I think I've given people that's probably given a, few, a number of people over the years the shits, like what's the best program for me to follow? The one that you can stick to, my friend, because that'll look different from person to person. And that's what it comes down to when we talk about is it sustainable? Can you stick to this? And then I think one of the biggest questions that then come up with this, they'll say, oh, that's all well and good to ask myself that question, but how far in do I ask myself the question? Oh, when am I assessing? Of course, the question of well, when, when do I know this is sustainable? I, I think generally speaking, you'll probably get a good idea within a few weeks to a month because generally in life, especially you know, when you're an adult, and as we know, adulting can be hard from time to time, a month is normally a pretty good time frame to get all the all the ups and downs of life packed into a into a period of time, yeah, and the curveballs that tend to happen from yeah. time to time, yeah, absolutely. So you'll know within I, I I personally would say three to four weeks, like oh yeah, you know what? For the most part, I can pretty much stick to this. Yeah, there's, you're not going to be perfect. There's all, well, we're not asking for well, perfection. We're talking about consistent training here, not perfect training. Yes, and the thing is understanding as well consistency does allow you to handle and be flexible when shit happens. Mm. So over the course of a good month, no doubt shit will happen, but that's also part of you assessing the sustainability of this. Despite shit happening in my life or the occasional curveball or whatever, can I still make this happen more often than not? If the answer is yes, please continue and then assess it over a longer-term period of time. If the answer is no, what now? Yes. What do I do now? We modify. Okay, I think I think this isn't sustainable because it clashes with something with work or family. Okay, shift it around. If, for example, you might go, well, I've started my plan by aiming to get my my training sessions in just before dinner, but you know what? It kind of makes the rest of the evening hard because of my responsibility to the kids. For example, okay. If you think that's not going to be a long-term solution for you, you might go, well, what happens if I go in the morning instead? Go try that on for sizes and go and then do it again. Create, execute, assess. Yep. And the thing is with this, with this structure that you've developed, Courtney, which is really well done, by the way. You want a job? <laughs> hang around the podcast a bit longer? <coughs> cough, yeah. cough button? Yep. The thing is with create, execute, assess – there's no right or wrong on how many times you've got to go back 
to try things out to see what works for you. Because mm. this is the exact same thing we do with our clients. We give them the overall structure. Here's what we want you to do. Here's the plan. We want you to go and roll this out in accordance with your own life and schedule and responsibilities because you know what you have to do and when. But we want our clients to then give us feedback, what works, what doesn't. Okay, cool. If we've given you a plan that you know you can sustain, then let's just roll this out and see where we go. If you know it doesn't work for reasons A, B, and C, cool. Let's adjust a few things. Yeah. Then we'll go through the process again. Just rinse and repeat. If, if, If someone use the phrase gets it right so to speak the first time great if someone needs four or five go arounds to get this into a, a, a sustainable routine for them great yep don't matter how long it takes no it doesn't matter it's the same thing if you're re if you're going back to basics after doing this for a long time because you know you've you've made some mistakes or it's not working for you anymore these these fundamentals are still coming into play. It's yep. no different than if you change a job and your work hours change, so suddenly your training hours have to change. Well said. You have to develop a new routine. Mm. So these are always going to come back at some point in your life yep. and they're going to be just as important as they are if it's your day one of weight training. Yep, and it could be the same thing with with assessing the plan that you've got. So I, said, I used the example before of, you know, just before dinner didn't work, I might try in the morning before, you know, when I first get up. It could be the same thing with even like, well, you know, I first attempted to do, say, my leg day on a Monday. Uh, doesn't quite work because whatever I'm doing on Tuesday, I just can't recover in time or whatever it might be. Like if Monday doesn't work, okay, try Tuesday. Yeah. See how that fits. That doesn't work, uh, try Wednesday. You just keep going until you, you get into a rhythm and a routine that works for you, which is why one size will not fit all. No, it's happened to me at the moment. I've gone through this. I'm going yep. through this at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I've started playing um, netball on a Monday night with my brother's mixed indoor team. Mondays were my leg day. For as long as I can remember, Mondays have been my leg day. Maybe since you and I first met, yeah. Mondays have been leg Always day. Always been leg day. Uh. Very rarely would I not do it on the leg day. Mm-hmm. On Monday? Uh, sorry, on a Monday. Uh, it would just be if I'm traveling or if something. Shit was, happens. Shit happens. It, otherwise, it's a leg day. Uh, I can't do leg day on a day that I'm also playing a netball game. Probably not, no. Um, international people may not know what netball is, but <laughs> it's a very popular sport here for young girls. Um I've had to change then my exercise routine throughout the week mm. because now playing netball on a Monday is that's a high um, activity. That's a um, a high energy uh, cardio session for me. High intensity. Yeah, that's the word. Um, so now the rest of my structure of my week has changed, mm. and I'm still finding my feet as to where I want to put things. So I'm a couple of weeks in now, and now I think I've I've decided, and I like my week. But Are you going to share this? This is probably week four for me now, mm-hmm. because at the same time, I decided to change up my weight training schedule. So I thought, same thing like here. Like, you know what? I'm going to 
recreate and look at the whole thing. I'm going to assess the whole thing. If I'm changing one thing, let's look at everything. And then I decided to create new exercise program. So what's leg day now? Leg day is Tuesday, but yeah. the the assessment said to me, I've gone back to three weight training days instead of four. Yep. So it just it worked better when I was assessing my week and the sustainability of it at the moment with other things I've got going on with netball, with increasing then an extra cardio day. But also I think probably being mindful of recovery. Recovery was a massive one. Mm. So obviously adding in a sport that I haven't played in many years. That can be pretty demanding. And it's, it's you know, it's a level one sport. So running, jumping, stopping on a dime. What do you mean a level one sport? Well, when I'm talking about that's sort of what I, you know, would talk about when I'm talking about a level one sport. So it involves a lot of movement, a lot of dynamic movement. Mm. So running, jumping, changing direction quickly, stopping quickly, um, a lot of force and pressure through, through the knees, joints. through ankles, hips, feet, hips. Yeah. So these sort of things were pulling up quite sore and it was taking me three to four days to recover. Yeah. Now, yes, because I'm new to the sport again, it's going to take my body some time to adapt. Um, so all of these things factor in. But in terms of recovery also, going down to three weight training sessions instead of four, I assessed was – the more sustainable process for me for this program. So I changed my weight training program. I changed the days I was doing my program. I implemented it and I'm three weeks in now and I've decided on it and I like it. You know, I'm glad, it I'm glad you brought this up because I did the exact same thing. Uh, I, I changed my own schedule around for my weight training days because I have um, for a little while now taken up martial arts and I find it most enjoyable, a different a different outlet, a different way to sort of translate my, my physical skills and ability and a new challenge. Yes. Now, there can definitely, as I'm learning, there can definitely be some pretty intense sessions when it comes to the training that we do. So I did something similar to Courtney where I actually reduced the amount of days I'm in the gym doing strength training um, just to uh, just to help with, with increased recovery so I wasn't at the risk of overtraining. And I then went and also shuffled around my days. So for me, for the longest time, my leg day was actually Wednesday. Mm. Now it's the weekend. I've put it at the weekend because it's the furthest distance away from my martial arts classes where I do a lot of leg work, a lot of kicks, a lot of up and down off the floor. Yep. And I didn't I ha, I noticed when I like previously I wasn't recovering in time. Yep. Because I had the I'm, I'm a pretty big guy, I'm a pretty strong strong guy for me leg day is a pretty high load. Yeah. Day. I wasn't recovering in time. You know, actually, my previous program, my leg days were um, Wednesday and Sundays. So I did two leg days in my previous program. Yep. It's, it, I just couldn't recover in time. Mm. So I um, I knocked it back to one day of legs a week, which will be usually a Saturday or a Sunday, generally a Saturday. And now I've only been on this new program now for I'm going to three weeks uh, this week coming, and already I can tell big difference. 
Yeah. So same thing as what we've been talking about here, create, execute, assess. Yeah. And even now for Courtney and I, we're at pretty high levels when it comes to this. We've done it the exact same way laid out here. Yep. And Just I'm the gonna, basics. And I'm going to assess again in another three weeks mm. because I still haven't ruled out switching my leg day to Wednesday instead of Tuesday just to give myself that extra day of that recovery. Extra, that extra 24 hours can make a difference. It can make a difference. Big time difference. So for me, it doesn't just stop now because I'm three weeks in and I'm happy at the moment with where it's at. I'm still going to monitor it and assess again in another three weeks. Mm-hmm. So then that'll be a good data pool to pull from and I can really see how my body's adjusting. Um, so – I, yeah, I think whenever you and – and this is like how to build the basics. So this comes naturally to Matt and I because we've built this for 10, 12, 15 years, well, these Well, I mean, it's, it, isn't it the perks of experience? Yeah. Do it but, long enough. So, But you can see that just because we're saying it, building the basics, this doesn't just apply to you if you've already started. These fundamentals will apply to you all the way throughout. Because as I mentioned at the start of the episode, stuff can happen in your life. You know, you could switch your work hours and your routine has to switch or, you know, you could pick up a new sport or a new activity like Matt and I have done and then your routine needs to switch. So always, you know, when we talk about building the basics, we always think to ourselves, oh, well, this, you might think, well, this is just for people that are starting out. It's not. It's for everyone. No matter what level you're at. Yeah. Because you are going to need to do this guaranteed at some stage. And also, in addition to that, like obviously it goes without saying, these are non-negotiable essentials for beginners. But they're non-negotiable essentials because as you get more advanced, these are what you rely on. Mm -hmm. They're always what you can fall back on. Yep. And we've given some personal examples here. We're even doing it now. Like I've been training for a very, very, very long time, consistently, a long time. Still just the basics. Yeah. Damn good at them. And so to reiterate, when we're at that assess part, Mm. remember we've said like if if it's working, don't change it. So if it ain't broken, if you've asked yourself the question is, is this routine sustainable? If the answer is yes, keep going. Don't touch it. Keep going. Yep. And then if you want to reassess in X amount of weeks, do that like I'm doing. I will reassess in three weeks because I'm fairly comfortable, but there is just that little question in my mind about potentially making another change. Well, the thing is, it's probably a good thing to maybe sort of regularly assess because it means you're also open and looking for, well, could could this be improved? Could it be better? Could this be better? Because for right now, for my body's feeling good and I'm happy with it, but it doesn't mean that there isn't room for improvement. But it's that fine line. That's why assessing things over time is so important. Because, mm. again, like Matt said at the start of the episode, we don't want to make changes for the sake of making changes. Yeah. We don't want to change everything when we could have just changed one thing. Mm. So we want to try to get away with the least amount as possible. So that's why we don't want to just jump head first into constantly making changes. We want to assess and really think about how that this is working. But if you ask yourself that sustainability question and the answer is no, like we've just given our examples, we modify. You modify the program slightly. Again, emphasis on the word slightly. You make one or two changes and then you go on and then you reassess. 
I think as well the the one or two changes that you look to make are the things that clearly feel the most unsustainable. Yes. Yes, there's it's, always those. There's it's the always lowest hanging, something. Lowest hanging fruit. There's always something. That. When people say, "Oh, the whole thing's stuffed," wrong. No, 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 no. You no. got to go deeper than it's that. It's wrong. Yeah. The whole thing isn't stuffed. So if you really sat down and thought about it and looked at it objectively, you would be able to see that there's usually always one or two things that really need a change, and then the rest of them are just oh, maybe's. See how it goes. And those are the things you want to focus on first. I think as well, this also illustrates the need for big picture thinking yes, and long-term mindsets. And really the ability when you're talking about big picture thinking, the ability to step back mm. and really have an objective look on it. We can often, all of us are guilty of this, I'm guilty of this, of getting caught up in the mo- in emotion of things. Especially when we're trying out new things, the we emotion. want to be good. Yeah. We want to be good at something. We we want it to happen quickly. These sort of emotions can come into it. So we really want to be big picture thinking, but we want to be doing it objectively. So we want to be stepping back and really thinking about things from a calm mindset. Almost even thinking about if this was somebody else's plan, what recommendations would you give them? Because as, as we all know, as human beings, we can all give advice to others oh, way better than we can take it we're ourselves. We're all gold medalists at giving advice and dead effing last at taking it. Uh-huh. So almost even think about it as if this was your best friend or your mother or your father or your daughter, whoever. If this was their problem and you were helping solve it, what advice would you give them? Mm. So trying to take that step back and look at what you're doing objectively is really important. There's, there's definitely a need with... With these basics, though, and we'll probably mention this in, in, in all three episodes, Courtney, the need for adaptability yes, and the need for flexibility. Yes. And being able to sort of accept it for what it is, like, hey, if this, if I'm building this basic and it didn't quite work the first time, no, the sky's not falling. No, it's not all fucked. Just make a few tweaks and go again. It's funny. I've also often thought about how funny it is to me. Mm. And I, I would have been like this back 10 years ago too, where we all, when we're getting into this, we all want, we're all attracted to the idea that, oh, great, I'm not going crazy because I've tried all these other diets and all these other things and they haven't worked. So when someone says, like in this situation where we're saying one size doesn't fit all, there, there there's no such plan that is going to fit every single person. We all breathe a sigh of relief thinking, oh, I'm not crazy. Great, mm. that's the plan I want, the one that doesn't fit everyone, the one that's you know, changes from person to person to suit them and their goals. But then as soon as something happens or it doesn't go to plan, we all have a tendency to want to throw our hands in the air and say, oh, well, the whole thing's stuffed because it didn't work because now I've got to change something. Now I've got to adapt. Yes, because isn't, that's um, part of what you wanted in the first place. That's um, Isn't that a sign of emotional immaturity? And I would have been like that 10 years ago too. That, mm. that I, That's part of what I find funny because I, I know that I probably felt that at the time of, oh, God, can't you just tell me what to do and I'll do it? But that's not what we wanted in the first place, isn't it? Yeah, so it's we also, all sometimes need to be reminded of that. It's not as simple as that. Just no. tell me what to do and I'll do it because what what will work for one won't necessarily work for the other. Like you can you can have a group of twenty people and say, okay, hands up, who prefers 
AM workouts. Hands up who prefers PM workouts. You might get a 50-50 split. Who's yeah. right, who's wrong. Uh-uh. As always, the best program is the one you can stick to. Oh, I know people that refuse to work out on Sundays. Fine. That's fine. Yep. You know, you know, there's always people that have certain things. Well, to me, that's just effective boundary setting, which is a good thing. That they want to add into their into their week and into their schedule, and that's completely fine. But, you know, you've got to be able to go through this process. You've got to be able to create, execute, and assess. And mm. then that's really what it comes down to. And we're trying, you know, to keep these as Literally as basic as possible and as simple as possible. That's the key, is to keep it as simple as possible, which is also why, though, we, we've we broken down the basics of weight loss to three fundamentals, not the 50 or 100 things you think you need to do at once, three. Yeah. Because as well, to be fair, I should say, just before we wrap up this, this episode, Courtney, getting good at these three basics, easier said than done. Yeah. Takes time, takes focus takes a bit of discipline and takes the ability over time to know how to block the noise. Yeah, because with this as well, you're not just creating the the routine of going to the gym. You may ne- never have lifted weights in your life. Mm. So then you're also learning a new skill. A number of new skills. So you're learning yeah. a new skill. You might have done weight training, but you've never done it in a structured way. And Well, there's, there's weight training, then there's weight training. You may not have ever done it properly. Mm. I never did it properly. I never did it at all. So I had to learn a whole new skill, set of skills. And even then, once you start, you're constantly learning because you're often, if you've never done it before like me, you're doing bodyweight squats. And then I had to learn how to do squats with a bar on my back. Well, how to hold the bar in place to begin with and how to slip it off. And then I had to, you know, learn something else. I had to learn how to do um, an exercise that was very, very basic and simple for a beginner. And then as I got good at it, I had to learn the next stage up, the next stage up, oh, the, the next stage up. Yeah. So you're constantly learning and adapting as you go. Wasn't that also part of having that, that big picture mindset? Yeah. That it's just not like, oh, well, once I've got it down once, I'm set forever. No, 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 not at all. The benefit of building this create, execute, assess model is that you can roll it out no matter what level you're at. I think it's also good because it takes, for me, Having a model like this takes the pressure off. Takes mm. the pressure off having to know it right now. Has takes the pressure off having to to fix it right now. Mm. So and it can be applied in so many different areas. You can even apply it to learning the new skill of actually lifting the weight. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, okay, now I've got the program and the plan set, and now I'm executing, I'm building the routine, I'm also learning, potentially learning the exercises. Yep. So even within that, you know, I would tell myself when I'm learning a new exercise, just do it and then we'll assess it. Just do it, then we'll assess it. Just do it, then we'll assess it. So it's taking the pressure off for me in my brain to have to know it and to do it right now. That reminds me of um, a particular favourite saying of mine, ready, fire, aim. Yes. <laughs> Yes. All right. Anyway, I think I've, I think we've talked for long enough on this one. You've done well. Anything else you want to add here, or do we just wrap this up and and no. head off? I think we'll wrap it up by just reiterating that basic number one: consistent training. Consistent training. Learning how to get to the gym, 
learning how to get to wherever you're going to be doing your exercise, learning how to get there on a consistent fashion. And then doing the exercises consistently. Yeah. So it's not just getting there, you're also doing it. Well, obviously, yeah. As planned, yeah. consistently, and you're getting better at it as well, a result. That, I mean, the first skill is the skill of showing up. Yes. Above all else. Yes. All right. So, Courtney, Facebook group, go. The Facebook group is called The Weight Loss Podcast. Where can I find the Facebook group? On Facebook. Facebook.com? That's the one. I like it. Uh, That's it. We're out of here. Hope this has helped. Stay tuned for part two next week and we will speak to you then. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 